thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey people. How are you doing? This is Jamie Grace. All right. It's been like a whole day or a week. So you could hold me with this child away. Strong in the faith. Lord, you are the that I can't wait to get to because I can't let it take Good to be back here. Yeah, it is. So do me a favor, share this out, okay? It's a love so true, I can never get enough of I know, right? <laughs> Take me away. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. When trouble seems to rain on my dreams, it's not, not a big, not a big deal. Let it wash all the bugs off my windshield, cause you're showing me that in you I'm free. And you're still the refuge that I just <laughs> got to get to, so All right. I won't if you're on YouTube, say hi so I can say hi back, okay? There's something about the way your sun shines on my face. It's a love so true, I can never get enough of this feeling can't be wrong. I'm about to get my worship on. Take me away. It's a beautiful day. I love Jamie Grace. She's getting ready to have a baby girl, you know. True story. I want to welcome Bearface to the show. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Sean, thanks for that heart, man. Makes me feel good. I know her sister is having a boy. On this beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Because I'm home. <laughs> I got my gavel again. Order in the court, people. All right, people. Hello, people. Okay, now I can, I can take this out of my head. There we go. Does that feel better? It does. So, hey, people. As my friend Jennifer Fee would say, she'd be like, how come you're saying people, people? <laughs> All right, hey. Uh, it feels like forever 
since I've been broadcasting from my chair here in my own office. You know, I spent almost a week. Well, it was a week. I spent a week away from here. And prior to that, we were doing a couple other things, too. Meanwhile, I leave, and what happens? The house floods. <laughs> oh, poor Bareface. What a what a hard week for my man. I have to tell you that you know that was kind of a bummer. But hey, first world problem, you you're, know. You're glad I'm back, right? And, and actually, a literal first world problem because you know indoor plumbing is a first world thing, and so first world conveniences bring with them first world risks, and. Um, Inverse world problems. So, oh. whoever thought it was a good idea to bring running water inside of a house? But <laughs> I mean, it's convenient, but do the risks outweigh the benefits? I don't know. I think so. Well, when, no, when the risks like, don't outweigh the benefits. But <laughs> when things like this happen, you got to wonder. Yeah, it's like what? Well, what? You know, what's wrong with the good old days of walking outside with the pail and going to the pump and you know filling up the pail and coming inside and. You Honestly, know. we're too much of a wussy generation to <laughs> to live that way. Or even uh, to go down to the well, you know, send the women out with the jars on their head to go collect the water and Yeah. And then Yeah, Sean's bring saying, them back into town. Sean is saying the dog enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> it wasn't phased by it at all. I'm not sure how much he enjoyed it, but Tug's like, whatever, give me my darn food. That's yeah, why I'm, I'm here. I'm here for breakfast. Yep. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to say hi, hi, hello, hi. hello, people. <laughs> if you uh, if you really want to get, you know, more of me, then please go over to my Instagram, you know, account. Go over there, follow Bible News Radio. I like to update over there with meaningless stuff. Um, just, you know, so you know. So you can go over there. And, uh, and so today what we're going to do is we're going to look at some headlines of the day because it seems like forever since we did this and tomorrow i actually have a guest on the show you're going to be interested in hearing her i hope she remembers she's being on the show she's a young lady she's a millennial (gasps) i know (laughs) a millennial so gina and diane and mia are there melanie is there and how whoever else comes in hopefully i'll see you guys anthony i see you over there as well and whoever's watching on youtube I can't see your comments. Do I have to log in to see comments? On YouTube? Yeah. I don't think so, as long as you're monitoring the broadcast. I can see welcome viewers that you said. Yeah, okay. So but... you should so you should be able to see them if you're not. Okay, so if you're on YouTube, if you just want to say hi, that way I know it's you. I can... And there are people watching, so. I know. They're just uh, being Boat awfully loads. quiet. <laughs> and over there on Twitch, there are viewers, but as it says, it's it's quiet. Really? There's Too viewers. quiet. There's viewers on, wow. There are viewers on Twitch. Are you are you on Twitch? Because I'm on Twitch too. If so, it's us. Because it shows too. <laughs> no, no. When I'm, no, I'm not. I, I am. I'm watching the dashboard, but it doesn't record on the dashboard. So, oh, it doesn't? No, it's when I'm in the dashboard, it shows uh, zero. Cool. Awesome. Great. Uh, All right. Well, okay. So here's the deal. So the first thing I want to share with you, what was the headline that we used I should look at the headline of the show. I forgot what it was. What would, would the, the headline is, Did Scientists Discover a New Species of Human? Oh. Operation Brace Yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, let's do that one. Let's do the first. Let's do the, the lead story. Or as we call it in the in the biz, the lead story. 
<laughs> if it bleeds, it leads. Wait, this, this doesn't bleed, but whatever. Okay, so this story came off the Drudge Report, and then, of course, this is uh, PBS NewsHour. Yes, dun, 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 dun. That's not PBS's theme, but whatever. Anyway, um, you have to forgive me. I am a little bit jet-lagged still. But anyway, okay, so did scientists discover a new species of human in a Philippines cave? <laughs> I know the answer, but you can read the article. <laughs> the announcement of a new species of ancient human, more correctly, hominin, is that right? Yes. Hominin from the Philippines, reported today in Nature, which is a magazine or something. Yes, it is. Will cause a lot of head shaking among anthropologists and archaeologists. Big A words. Some will greet the publication with, with wild enthusiasm, believing it confirms their own views about our, our, our evolutionary past. Others, on the other hand, will howl angrily. <laughs> I don't know if that was a howl, but whatever. Uh, believing the declaration goes way too far with too little evidence. Me, I sit somewhere in the middle of this spectrum of opinions. I've long promoted a pluralist view of human evolution and do see the hominin fossil record as strongly suggesting high species diversity. There is no reason to expect human evolution to have been any different to the evolution of other animals where, for example, among our close primate relatives, diversity was and often continues to be a rule. Yeah, it does. Yeah. At the same time, each and every new discovery has to stack up and must be judged on its merits with a gavel. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on the basis of the evidence <laughs> presented, we can't just accept the interpretation of a new discovery because it suits our strongly held views, but we need to also keep a cool head because the naming of any new species is still a scientific hypothesis Ripe for testing and far from set in stone, even if published in the esteemed pages of a journal like Nature. <laughs> so, the Philippine find. So, so just what have they found? It's dubbed Homo luzonensis. Or Homo luzonensis. There you go. Did I say it? That's what I've probably found in the province of Luzon. The island is Luzon. And so, gotcha. Homo luzonensis. See, I, I had it, Luzonensis, <laughs> with the emphasis on the second syllable. Gotcha. Uh, Luzonensis. After the Philippines' main island of Luzon, where it was recovered during ex excavations of Calo Cave in 27, 2011, and 2015. The new homonym is represented by a handful of heavily worn adult teeth from one or two individuals, one foot and two toe bones, two finger bones, and the <laughs> fragment of the shaft of a juvenile thigh bone. Well, if that's not conclusive, then... <laughs> I don't know what that looks like to everybody else, but yeah. you, you know it looks like to me. I'm not going to oh. say out loud. <laughs> Does that look like the fragment of the shaft of a juvenile thigh bone to you? <laughs> no. Or maybe a toe bone? <laughs> no. Finger bone? Nope. All right, go on. <laughs> well, there you go. It's the, the, it it tells here, you what it is. It says here, its anatomy is argued to be a peculiar mix of features normally found in living humans. Homo erectus, the hobbit... <laughs> 
and Australopithecus, or however the heck you say that. Australopithecus. So here we are, my first day back, and of course I'm back to not being able to read English, because I read these articles with these big words in them. Anyway, similarities to Australopithecus. Australopithecus. Yeah, what he said. Are especially intriguing when one ponders for a moment on just who the Australopiths actually were. A famous example is Lucy, who belonged to Australopithecus. Australopithecus afarensis. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Living in the Great Rift it's fi- Valley. It's fictitious anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, of East Africa. Whatever. Anyway, it says here, these and many of the other Australopithecus species, and there are at least six described, lived only in sub-Saharan Africa between about 2 million and 5 million years ago. Give or take (laughs) a year or two. (laughs) Anyway, blah, 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 blah. What's a million years between friends? Isn't a new species... (laughs) The statistical comparisons made in the newly published research led by Florent Detroit of the Moussi de Hamele. I'm not sure. Oh, whatever. Highlight of a rather odd assortment of features in Homo luzunensis. <laughs> luzunensis. Whatever. Uh, but the all important type specimen referred to as fossil CCH6 comprises just a few teeth from the upper jaw, all of which are rather heavily worn down or broken. So, those are the teeth right there. And they look pretty gross, don't they? Yeah. But do those look like human teeth to you? Hmm. Put a one if you think those look like human teeth. Put a two if you think they look like some other type of teeth. You know, like... Like Homo luzonensis teeth? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so... Whatever. So, so this was a lead story over on the Drudge Report, right? And what do you think of this? I I can tell you what I think because you, you can know, probably I mean, you can probably tell what I think. Well, I'm I'm pleased to know that we've come a long way since Nebraska Man. You know, that's good. You know, Nebraska Man was a newly discovered species in the early 20th century, mm-hmm. and um, you know the archaeologists and anthropologists came up with uh, they knew. <laughs> all about Nebraska man because it was Nebraska man because because the the fossil was found in Nebraska and they had drawings of him and you know how he lived or they lived and you know what kind of culture they had and etc cetera, etc cetera. the fossil for Nebraska man was a tooth a singular tooth and um, eventually it turned out to be a pig tooth and so, but, you know, when they found this pig tooth fossil, it was heralded as a new species of hominin. And uh, Nebraska man, they dubbed this new species. And again, they had the whole, the whole, you know, what this being looked like, how they lived, what the culture was like, etc. So they had all this, they deduced from this tooth and it turned out to be a pig tooth. Well, at least we've got five teeth here. And uh, what did it say in the article? Okay, so we've got five teeth. We've got, okay, a handful of heavily worn adult teeth from one or two individuals. We don't know if it was from one or two. Those five teeth could have been from one, maybe two. One foot 
and two toe bones. It's not like an entire foot of full of bones. <coughs> it's like one bone from a foot and two toe bones. Two finger bones. Not not a complete finger, but... I, you know, might have muted yourself or something, but... Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, two... Two finger bones, like say maybe, you know, this one here from this fingertip and maybe the middle bone, or, you know, maybe it doesn't have, maybe they're not two jointed fingers, maybe they're one joint, I don't know. And the fragment of the shaft of a juvenile thigh bone, I don't know how they know it's a juvenile thigh bone, it's just a fragment. Anyway, so, yeah, as as the article says, which you didn't read, um... You know, there's... I'm going to admit you didn't read it. There's... No, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah. I was about to read a sentence, which is... Gotcha. The author writes, there's not a lot of anatomy preserved here. Duh. Like most of a body. And we don't know if it's teeth from one individual or two. Okay, there's not a lot of anatomy preserved here. And this leaves me feeling that the case for this new species is a little flimsy. Just a little. I would say not a little flimsy. Um... And, well, at least it's it's probably a more compact area. See, we progress. You know, like I say, he was a Nebraska man at first. But at least when we got to uh, Lucy, Australia, Australia, boy, now I can't say it. Australopithecus afarensis, Lucy, uh, you know, she's like the mother of all modern human beings that lived maybe, uh, you know, 50,000 years ago. Anyway, that, that Lucy skeleton was comprised of many bones scattered over a large area at various depths. And, you know, and somehow they assembled that into a, <laughs> an individual. And this is, this is, you know, this is... And we're talking fossils. What fossils are, fossils are not bones, people. Fossils are are minerals. They are minerals that have filled in the shape of something. So, <laughs> like a bone. I'm laughing because you're calling people people. All right. That's what I do. All right, I know. So, But now Bareface is calling you guys people. A, a fossil is something, <laughs> basically something gets buried in mud, uh, usually, and then over time... Hi, Jeff. I see you over there on YouTube. And then over time, minerals flow into that space of something's covered by mud as it as it disintegrates it you know it rots it deteriorates uh it doesn't have to be an animal bone or a human bone it can be a it can be a, a felt hat or a pencil or something mm-hmm. it can be a tree as we've seen you know the, the you know petrified forests basically as that thing decomposes minerals come in and fill that space in the mud and so what we have is sort of like a a mineral casting of what used to be in there. So we find these minerals in the shape of, of bones, or in this case, uh, you know, a piece of a foot, a couple pieces of a finger, five teeth from one or two individuals. So we don't have DNA from these things because they aren't the thing themselves. They aren't the teeth. They aren't the bone. They aren't, yeah. So they're minerals in those shapes. So we can't extract dna and say oh look this is this is you know you know australopithecus you know or homo you know lusinensis anyway 
we've got some we've got some minerals in the shape of bones and we figure well it's fossilized it's obviously thousands of years old but as it's been proven uh fossilization of things can happen in a matter of a few decades um it's just it's another to me what i think it's another case of someone starting with the conclusion that and the conclusion is that you know man has evolved over thousands and thousands and millions of years and you know, just like, as it said, you know, the human and evolution. The, and we're the best that there has ever been in You know, human history. evolution is, you know, mirrors animal evolution and blah, blah. So that's the conclusion. And then they go looking for the evidence. Yeah. Rather than, you know, follow the evidence where it leads, start with the conclusion, then go try to find evidence that supports your so conclusion. So Ian, Ian says, when are we going to find skeleton of a Nephilim? Um, or have we? Well, and that's actually kind of what I was wondering when I read it. I thought, ooh, I wonder if this is like one of the hybrids. But, you know, I mean, honestly, there's, you know, it's it's stupid. I in my opinion, this is I, a dumb story in my I don't opinion. Th- I don't think something like that would ever be published in nature. <laughs> Probably not. You know why? Why? Because it supports the biblical narrative. Right. And And the, and the you know, the... The publishers and proponents of this narrative that man has evolved over millions and millions of years and and modern humans date back to Lucy, you know, was Australopithecus afarensis 50,000 years ago. And, <laughs> Sean you know, said, is it Lucy's husband? <laughs> even though, even, quote, Lucy assembled from... All right, we got, we got like a whole bunch of other anyway. stories to cover here. Yeah. All right, so, hey, thank you, Bareface, for... Filling yeah. in with your pithy, that, <laughs> although it was long, commentary. My Australopithecus <laughs> commentary. All right, so let's talk now about, let's see here. What was the second thing? Okay, I can shut that. I'm going to shut that one. All right, so did you guys hear about Operation Brace Yourself? This, I actually have been following this for a while, and I have to tell you that... Um, I've gotten the calls. I have too, and this is interesting. And I bring this up because, again, you know, you guys know I, I offer legal shield and identity theft protection, and this is why. Okay, listen to the story. This this is actually good news, but it's bad news. So feds take down one billion dollar. Medicare fraud scheme in Operation Brace Yourself, and International Telemarketing Network lured. Is that Lord? 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 Lord. (laughs) I'm from the Southeast. No, Northeast. Anyway, hundreds of thousands of elderly or disabled patients into a criminal scheme, prosecutors said. Listen to this. Two dozen people, including doctors and owners of medical equipment companies, were charged in a more than $1 billion Medicare scam, authorities said Tuesdays. Investigators uncovered the sprawling plot which targeted elderly and disabled people by setting them up with back, neck, and knee braces that they didn't need, according to federal prosecutors. Called Operation Brace Yourself, (laughs) which, you know, clearly, I wonder how long it took them (laughs) to come up with that name. (laughs) Hey, what do you think? Let's see here, behind the scenes, Judge... What do you think we should do here? Should we call this Operation Break Your Neck? No. Oh, I know. They're targeting elderly people with braces. So have a Operation Brace Yourself. What what was that uh, pedophile sting operation? Um, Uh, Something. 
I don't know. Escape, or I don't know, or... Well, anyway, something. we'll think of it later. Yeah, but that and was another kind of... It's kind of stupid. Well, it was a, a, a playful kind of thing, <laughs> the people they were targeting. Who says the FBI doesn't have fun people to work at? I actually played with pickleball with a guy that was is an FBI, retired FBI. Anyway. 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 <clears throat> Investigators uncovered the sprawling plot that targeted elderly and disabled people by setting them up with back, neck, and knee braces that they didn't need. Called Operation Brace Yourself, the investigation discovered that medical brace manufacturers were allegedly paying kickbacks and bribes to doctors working with fraudulent telemedicine companies in exchange for Medicare patient referrals for medically unnecessary Braces. The ill-gotten gains were then laundered through international shell companies and used to buy exotic cars, yachts, and luxury real estate in the United States and overseas. The taxpayers should be outraged by this. Yes, they should. Because this is our money, people. Yeah. Uh, Gary Cantrell, who oversees fraud investigations for the Health and Human Services Inspector General's office, said in an interview with NBC News, these are losses to the Medicare program that we that we all as taxpayers fund. As part of the scheme, doctors were paid to prescribe braces to patients they had little to no relationship with. Prescriptions frequently came after doctors had brief conversations via phone or video conference when, with patients they had never met, prosecutors said. The global fraud involved call centers in the Philippines and throughout Latin America. As a result, the personal information of hundreds of thousands of Medicare beneficiaries across the country was comprised or compromised. <laughs> it was compromised. Hey, I'm tired, people, just so you know, uh, and could be used in future schemes. Uh an even larger number of patients received unwanted braces sent to their homes. The unwanted products could disqualify them from receiving a brace under Medicare if they need one in the future, prosecutors said, which is very, yeah, it's important. White-collar crime is not victimless, Sherry Linden, U.S. Attorney for the District of South Carolina, where the probe originated, said at a press conference announcing the indictments, all taxpayers will endure the rising cost of health care premiums and out-of-pocket costs as a result of fraud on our Medicare system. This is why I bring this up because this is, you know, white collar crime is vicious, right? I mean, have you ever seen that show American Greed? That's all it's about. It's all about white collar crime. That's all that is. It's not about murder. It's about people defrauding people, ripping them off. And, you know, we have to pick up the burden of the criminals. I mean, I go to the doctor and I get charged ridiculous amounts of money because I don't have insurance, you know, and those people who do have insurance, they get like three times the cost because of the insurance. So Medicare, what really to me, why this is so egregious is because they're targeting older people, right? People in their 80s, people who have dementia, most likely, or who are disabled, like my dad, you know, um, which is which is why, and this you know this is another reason why I think you need to monitor your medical cards, and you can do that with ID Shield, right? If you get ID Shield for ten bucks a month, you can monitor your all of your stuff, including all your Medicare stuff, all your healthcare stuff. I have it all monitored for my dad because you know what? There are a lot of scoundrels out there, and I get I get phone calls all the time for that medical thing, and it always says if you want to be removed from my do not call list. Plus nine, and I hit nine, and next day I get another call from them. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what robo call. Today, an unknown number called me. I answered it, and I said, 
hello, greatness here, helping you, I know, whatever. And the person said, goodbye. And I'm like, really? An unknown number with a robot, that robot called me up. I actually answered it and it said goodbye. I'm like, well, what kind of robot are you? You're not even doing your job. I might just have to fire you from calling unknown people. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, this is no laughing matter. It really isn't. No laughing matter whatsoever. And it concerns me because these unscrupulous evildoers, you know, they they don't seem to care about the consequences of their behavior on other people. I mean, that read their soci sociopaths, really. I mean, that's really what they are. Uh, so there's that. And then there was another um, article, this one on NBC, uh, CNBC. Um, it says here, a new wire fraud scam targets your direct deposit info and sends your paycheck to a criminal's account. Now, the reason I, I, I brought this one up is because, again, with ID Shield, we monitor about 70 pieces of information. You have, you know, up to 70 pieces of information you can put in, including your checking accounts um, and all that. Most people, when they think about credit monitoring, they think credit card, that's it. We, we cover six major areas of identity theft. So this is another one that just goes to show you we need to monitor it. Listen to this. Uh, it says here, fraudsters are targeting the HR, that's human resources, functions of businesses of all types and convincing employees to swap out your direct deposit banking information to an offshore account. One nonprofit in Kansas City described several attempts per month involving scammers trying to convince payroll personnel to, cha to change information about where to send employee pay. And the, IR that the IRS has warned of an uptick in a wide range of fraud attempts involving payroll information. Okay, so it says this, around two or three times per month, KVC Health Systems, a mid-sized nonprofit agency for child welfare based in Kansas City, receives phishing emails from criminals with the goal of rerouting employees' paycheck by direct deposit. The emails look legitimate at first, as though they come from the CEO, CFO, or payroll director. Uh, the scammers trying to convince human resource personnel to change the bank account and routing information the employee uses to have paychecks direct deposited. Once routed to the criminal's account, the company is on the hook for replacing the stolen funds and the employee faces the inconvenience of a late paycheck. It's a new version of wire fraud, scam, fraud scams that have devastated businesses in recent years and a more focused version of a series of payroll fraud crimes that the IRS warned late last year were on the rise. The fraud is growing, experts said, because it easily bypasses many existing technical controls and the small sums stolen are inoffensive enough that they can be folded into the cost of doing business. So I'm just going to end it there. The reason I bring this up, I know a lot of you may not be business owners, but what I can tell you um, as a business owner, and especially if you know small businesses, if you happen to have friends that are small business owners, like, like you know, they literally have brick and mortar, they actually have employees that they pay, and there is actually payroll out there. ID Shield, we actually have a plan for small businesses, and um, and we actually can can go into that business and actually offer um, that company a discounted rate of identity of ID Shield uh, for and actually and Legal Shield actually both both services. But since we're talking ID Shield, um, we can actually offer those small businesses a reduced rate 
to get that so that they cover their employees. That's why this is important. And that's why ID Shield not only collects individuals, but also businesses. So if you happen to know somebody who's in a business and needs this type of uh, coverage, get in touch with me. If you're an individual and you want to cover yourself and, and save yourself the big fat headache of dealing with this. I talked to one of my new associates today who told me that she's talking to somebody who's been an identity theft victim three times already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to, you need to actually, uh, you know, sign you know, sign, uh, sign, sign up for this. Anyway, so go over to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019, and you can actually sign up today, get signed up for it and, um, protect yourself because you know what? You need to protect yourself because there's too many evildoers. I could do uh, my whole show every day could be on this, this topic, because I get emails every day about this and it just never ceases to amaze me how evil people are. So let's see. Soulful, her story. Oh, Natasha, that's you, right? Looks like you. Yes, you're welcome. Natasha just signed up. And you're smart to do it because, again, just this, this keeps happening. Okay. Also, here's one last article, and then we're going to talk about uh, the homosexual issue here. So this is over on Chico ER, the Chico Enterprise record. Uh, listen to this. This, this headline is, Stolen Mail Leads to Identity Theft. It's Scam of the Week. <laughs> the, I don't know, but Butte, the Butte, Butte. County Sheriff's Office said, it recently arrested a suspected scammer who is creating fraudulent checks using the personal information of potentially more than 40 people, including campfire victims. It, it was found one person and That's... 80... I'm... Yeah, you know the the campfire in paradise california oh okay i mean these people are they've lost everything what what's a little more insult to injury hey john is in the house that's just that just it burns me just so you know just saying yeah no no pun intended hi rob and john you're you're here you're here you're here okay anyway yeah it says here was found one person an 80 year old from the oroville Oroville area had checks stolen from a mailbox and those checks were used to obtain personal account information. Again, I bring this up again because this is one of the pieces that ID Shield protects. It will protect your address. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought some people are unscrupulous? It will protect your address, but it also protects your checking account, right? Some people get your, you know, you might get your checking account monitored, maybe. But you can actually put in your checking account routing number and all that stuff in there, and we will actually monitor that for you. And it's interesting to me because I was even reading another article, which I didn't give barefaced, but um, I was reading another article that talked about the dark web, you know, how we, we actually monitor the dark web. That's the web where all the evildoers go and they, they um, um, take all the data breach info that they've taken and um, they exchange it and buy and sell. And one article I was reading said, are those dark web monitoring services really helpful to people? And, you know, um, it was on the one hand, it was saying, well, a lot of people are under the misconception that, you know, these dark web monitoring places, they will stop identity theft altogether. That's not what they do. What they do is they monitor it. Nobody can stop it, but we monitor it. But with our service, with ID Shield." If something does happen, we will restore it. You know, that's included. 
um, we will restore it back to where it was and other services that you know compete with us they don't that's the big difference we actually restore it we have a five million dollar guarantee so make sure you get covered if you're not already covered i think almost everybody in the chat room is covered but if you're not covered yet make sure you get covered with me today okay just go to loj go to bitly forward slash loj 2019 go there go there now go there now buy now <laughs> your purchase supports bible news radio okay anyway uh so you can do that and then also um I wanted to let you know, because I know Bareface has been doing a great job. We actually have um, uh, a great sponsor, Aerial Ministries Rocks. Yeah, they do. And I think we have a brand new book out by them now. It's called the, what's it called? The Fall, the Feast. Let's see if it's. um, Does Bareface have it? He's looking for it. You know, Passover is coming up soon, you know. <clears throat> the feasts and fasts of Israel, which I don't say very well because it's an F word. The feasts. It's the SC. See, this is where my job gets difficult because when there's S's like that in a name or a word like that frequently, I struggle because when I was a kid, I could not th- pronounce the F because I had a lisp like this. <laughs> And so I went to speech therapy. <laughs> I did, you know. Good morning. Yeah, it's not morning here. Feels like it, but it's not. Anyway, so I do my best. <laughs> if you want to get the, the the feasts and fasts of Israel book, then go over there to Ariel.org and use our coupon code Bible News. Okay, you can save twenty percent when you do that. I do think it's funny my mother named all me, me and my brothers with S's, you know, so my whole life. The the letter that I have a hard time pronouncing, you know, <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. Hey, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Your spouse, I guess. Anyway, all right, people. So there's that. Also, hey, if you want to be a pillar of our community and donate to us every month because you love what we do and you get benefit from it, then you can do that also at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Yeah, you can. And I would totally love it if you did because, you know, it would bless us because we bless you and we're all blessed together, right? There you go. So you can do that whenever you feel like it. And if you're already a pillar of our community, thank you so much. Also, today I want to announce for the very first time on this show that Dr. Jennifer Fee and me are, or I, I should say, because that's more actually actually accurate. We're going to be launching a brand new program. This could be a monthly uh, program where we are going to help you deal with issues pertaining to your mental health, anxiety, and uh, other issues. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Fee is almost, she's been practicing almost 30 years. I tell you what, she is the best therapist that I know. She's a psychologist and she's excellent. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who knows her stuff, she is it. Not only is she an actual TED Talk ex speaker, but I mean, she's been a professor for a couple decades and she is, she's wonderful. She's, she's awesome. I love her. She's just a great person. Anyway, we're going to be doing this. We're going to launch this, I guess, officially in May. No, April, May. Yeah, in May. We're going to be setting it up. It's going to be 
a $29 a month fee and we're going to go ahead and uh, do two Zoom calls with you a month and we're going to help you out. Uh, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Uh, you know, it's actually, we're, we're only charging $29, but I have to tell you something. That time we're spending with you is actually worth about a thousand bucks between my time and experience and her time. True story. So if you guys need some help with anxiety, depression, spiritual issues, we're going to be doing all this stuff. I mean, true story. And yes, Baldy, also known as John up there in Canada, <laughs> is also an awesome therapist as well, psychologist. Yeah, you are. You're my favorite one in Canada. How's that, buddy? Um, so we're, we're going to be doing that. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we are excited about it because you know what we're excited about? We're excited because, first of all, it's going to be fun. Second of all, we're going to help you. And third of all, it's affordable if you if you really want the help. You know what I mean? So it's going to be great. Now, the other thing I have to offer you is a, a brand new PDF that I put together uh, this past week when I was in California. Um, and this is simply a PDF with scripture, right? A lot of people struggle with it. Uh, depression, anxiety, worry, and stress, right? I mean, let's just face it. We all do. And, I, you know, this was birthed out of my own issue with anxiety, stress, and worry. <laughs> you know, and it's tested. That's what I'm saying. I went to California. I got to tell you this. I'm so proud of myself. God is so good. I can tell you years ago, I was practically agoraphobic, meaning that I, I had a hard time leaving my home. Um, all I would do is go to church. I would go to therapy. I would stay at home. If I was in school, I would go to school. I, that was it. I just, I wouldn't, I had no social life. I was afraid to drive. I didn't like going anywhere. You can ask Randall. For years, he tried to get me to go places. I'd be like, nope, I ain't going anywhere. I'm feeling comfortable in this shell of mine, right? True story, Okay. So me going to California this past week, I did that, man. I did it all by myself. I got on a plane. I did not use lavender essential oil one time, just so you know, to help me with, with being calm at all. I didn't need it. I am not on antidepressants. I am not on anti-anxiety medication. Um, nothing. But you know what? I went to California. I flew all by myself. I got a rental car all by myself. I drove on the 91, the 55, the, the, the 5, the 22 freeways all by myself, you know, and did it a lot, actually, because I had no choice. Um, I slept in an unfamiliar space all by myself. Um, you know, I had to sit in rush hour traffic, and I didn't panic, but I felt like it, but I didn't. <laughs> All by myself. I had to switch planes. I did all that stuff. I know you're you're probably super proud of me, like I am. But I did that all by myself after years of debilitating, you know, really anxiety and depression, uh, having dealt with post traumatic stress and a whole bunch of stuff, being doped up, medicated on psychotropic meds. You know, I couldn't have done it that way, right? But God, he has healed me, and the fact that I could do this, I'm just saying. If I can do it by renewing my mind with God's word, then you can too. That's why you need to get this PDF, right? It's completely free. I'm not going to, you know, it's free. I put it together for you. So all, all you got to do in order to get it is go to bit.ly, uh, dot, go to bit.ly forward slash SLH peace. So SLH stands for Stacey Lynn Harp, my initials, SLH and the word peace, SLH peace, bit.ly forward slash SLH peace. Just go there and all you gotta do is download it. Give me your, your name thing and 
and just download it, okay? You can do that. And um, and I didn't even take any magnesium either. Magnesium makes you relax. I didn't even take that, just so you know. I, you know, I drank lots of water too. Anyway, so you can get that. That is free as well. And that will, I guarantee you that if you read and meditate on the scriptures that I put in that PDF, that you will actually, you know, your mind will change, right? It will. God loves you. He will change you. God loves you. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. Okay. All right. We already covered the, the, the question, Jura Dix. All right. Okay. So now let's look at this latest story coming out of Massachusetts. So this is in, uh, um, oh, yeah, this is in Massachusetts. One last thing, though. I got to tell you, Dr. Jennifer Fee and me, or I, <laughs> you know, I, you know, you've heard my testimony. You've heard my amazing testimony of, of healing and recovery, right? What I, I'm going to tell you something. I still struggle, right? I'm not going to lie and say I don't struggle with sometimes thoughts that irritate me and stuff like that, but... What, what you need to know is that not only do we have the tools and, and have overcome this stuff, but Dr. Jennifer Fee has had her own issues with the same issue, you know, and she's got an amazing testimony, which frankly, I don't think she's ever shared, but she really needs to. So I'm going to totally get her that, you know what I mean? Yes, Masters of Science in, in Clinical Psychology, that's what the MS is there. So yeah, I'm a re- retired therapist, but you know, not really. <laughs> so, so when you sign up for both of us, I'm just saying you have women at your disposal that get it, understand it, and can help you with it for real. Okay. All right. So now this next story, Massachusetts becomes the 16th state to ban gay conversion therapy. Now this bothers me because I think it's evil on its head. I really do. Massachusetts is, is a liberal state anywhere. It says here, quote, the controversial and medical, medically discredited practice aims to change a person's sexual orientation or uh, gender identity. And, you know, it's, yeah. Okay, let me just read it. <laughs> we will not commentate while I'm reading. Although in my mind I am, but I'll try to hold my tongue before. <laughs> okay. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker on Monday signed into law H.R. 140 that a bill that bans gay conversion therapy on minors, making Massachusetts the 16th state to prohibit the medically discredited and controversial practice. Now, first of all, I have to take issue with the, with the term medically, because first of all, therapy is not medical, okay? Now, there's zero, like, it's not medical, Therapy isn't medical, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, right, John? But I think I can't say that therapy is medical. Clients who go to therapy can get medicine. You know what I mean? But when I think of medical, I think of something that you really, you have to do surgery for or something like that. I don't know, bare face. What do you think? Do you think therapy is medical? Because it's been, quote, medically discredited. Well, they throw that to make it sound important. It's just not, it's not politically discredited. It's not discredited by... Okay. Yeah, John's saying psychiatry would call it medical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, well, psychiatry would because a psychiatrist is a medical doctor. Right. But like, but a psychologist or MFT, like, like I would be if I was licensed, that is not medical in my mind. But anyway... Medically discredited and controversial. 
It is controversial. Yeah. I'll give it that. <laughs> anyway, it says here, after many years of hard work and advocacy, I'm so excited that today Massachusetts became the 16th state to finally ban conversion therapy for minors, said State Representative Kay Kahn, a Democrat, of course, the bill's primary sponsor. At last, LGBTQ youth in Massachusetts are now finally protected from harmful and abusive practices. I disagree. Yeah. Conversion therapy, also known as reparative therapy or ex-gay therapy, which has been described as, quote, torture, unquote, by some who have been subjected to it. And who have And who have been discredited wholeheartedly. Even the, homeless, the, the most ardent, rabid homosexual activists don't even support the guy that came out about that. But anyway, anyway whatever. Who cares about the facts? Um, anyway... Uh, have aims to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Currently, talk therapy is the most commonly used therapy technique, but some practitioners have also combined this with aversion treatment, such as induced vomiting or electric shocks, according to a report by the Williams Institute at the University of California, Los Angeles. Tens of thousands of LGBTQ youth, 13 to 17, are likely to undergo conversion therapy before they turned 18, the report states. I'd like to, yeah... Baker's press secretary, Brendan Moss, said the governor, a, a Republican, is proud of the Commonwealth's history for support or of support for equal rights and protecting all citizens against discrimination, the, which is ironic, right? Because they're discriminating against people that actually want this type of therapy, even though it's not actually the, described the way that they're describing it in this article, <clears throat> really. Anyway, the House vote was 147 to 8, and the Senate vote was 34 to 0, which tells you nobody actually does any research whatsoever on it. Because if they had, some decent Republican with a brain in their head would have opposed it, right? Anyway, following the November release of the star-studded and critically acclaimed conversion therapy drama, Boy Erased, which was based on a true story, national attention has turned to the jurisdictions where conversion therapy is still legal. And I have to tell you, that, that drama, Boy Erased, is nothing but LGBT propaganda. That's all it is. I know uh, they, the people that put it together are liars, okay? complete liars. It's fiction. It's not nonfiction. It's not based in reality whatsoever. And they never got any feedback from, uh, from those who have actually been to therapy, who have dealt with same-sex attraction and recovered from their issues in that way. But again, of course, they're not going to tell you that because, you know, that's just how it is. Anyway, it says here in 2018 alone, Washington, Maryland, Hawaii, New Hampshire, and Delaware all passed bans. This year, New York and Puerto Rico banned the practice. And in Congress, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, Democrat New York, introduced a federal bill to ban Medicaid funding for conversion therapy. So I'm not going to read the rest. But bottom line is, they are doing exactly what they plan to do, which is they're going after the youth, right? First, they indoctrinate the youth through the media, right? And that's exactly what they've done. Promoted homosexuality to the masses. They started doing it with MTV way back in the day. Okay. And they started doing it through, um, you know, TV shows like South Park, you know, and others. And they just flooded it, flooded it, flooded it, flooded it. They brainwashed the culture, which is all documented. If you go to my YouTube 
channel and look up the marketing of homosexuality to America. That's where I actually document it using their book. <laughs> I just read you their book and I show you exactly what they were going to do and they did it, right? Okay. So, so now they're at the point where they have completely convinced people who don't take the time to actually do the research and look at what's being promoted so that young people who are under the age of 18, 18 and under, who need therapy because they don't want same-sex attraction and they actually want therapy, now they're banning them from getting the help that they actually want. To me, that's evil. You would not do that with any other psychology or psychological disorder. You wouldn't. If somebody was like, hey, I'm super depressed. I need to go in because I'm super depressed. But you know what? There's one, there's one, there's one modality, you know, to help you being depressed. But you know what? Because there's an agenda behind those who want you to get better. You know, they really don't want you to get better. So they're going to ban the one thing that can help you, you know, and call it a crime if you try to get help. It's ridiculous how political this has become. I mean, really, it really really, 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 really is. Um, and the propaganda though is insane. The propaganda is completely insane because that's all it is. It's propaganda. And people like me, in fact, I was talking to a lady yesterday in the airport because I got to the airport two hours early because <laughs> I, uh, I was, I was so early. I was so worried about getting on time that I left early, even though Jennifer's like, you really don't have to leave that earlier. I'm like, yeah, I do. I have no clue how, how long it's going to take me to get there. But anyway, I was sitting, I was sitting there talking to, um, a couple, um, who are, who were in their seventies. And, um, I was telling them about before you act.org. If you haven't been there yet, you should go there, go to the letter B, the number four, the letter U, the word act.org, before you act.org. If you go there and you actually take the time to read through the site, what you're going to find is how they're trying to normalize minor attracted persons, also known as pedophiles in, in the olden days. Okay. So same sex, you know, uh, or adult child sex attraction, they're actually working to normalize that. Under the guise that pedophile types can't get therapy if they need it because they're discriminated against, etc. Blah blah blah. Okay. Anyway, I was showing this information. I showed the website to this to this couple. I said, "Look, this is what's going on. Check this out before you act." I, and I told him, "I said this is exactly what they're doing." On and if you go there, you can see the the banner on the top of the page. It scrolls through, and actually tell it actually says stuff like. What if you're adolescent, you know, what, what if you're a person struggling with minor attractions towards, you know, and, you know, and you want help, <laughs> help for minor attracted people. I mean, yeah, bareface, you can bring it up right there. I, I mean, it's a true story. And, and it's, it's, it's sad because NAMBLA, the national, um, the North American Man Boy Love Association, their whole goal is to normalize pedophilia, right? Sex before eight years old or it's too late. That's their motto. Sex before eight or it's too late. They want to lower the age of consent for adults to have sex with children, which is pure evil. Okay. And I have a lot of people, they'll go, well, you know, in biblical times, Stacey, don't you know that Mary was young when she had sex with Joseph, you know, 
and after all, he was a hundred years old, and she was only fifteen. <laughs> well, that's a load of crap, first of all. Second of all, Joseph was told to marry Mary <laughs> by an angel, just so you know. And third of all, it's not, it has nothing to do with him being a pedophile, okay? Anyway, it, it just, that irritates me when people use that as an example. And I hear it all the time. It's stupid, uh, but that's what people say. Anyway, bottom line is, this 70-year-old couple I was talking to, they were outraged. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, yeah. I said, do you remember when you thought transgenderism wouldn't be normalized? Well, look at it now, people. It didn't take long. Good old Amazon decided to do a whole show called Transparent, start pushing that crap out to the masses, and then next thing you know, it's in every show again, and now you got drag queens who are being arrested for for preying on children. We have the whole bathroom battle. In fact, I laughed last night when I got home, or before I got home. Randall Randall found a bathroom for me to go to the bathroom after I left the airport. <laughs> I pulled over to this McDonald's. I almost took a picture because I thought it was so funny. I go, I went into this McDonald's. And this is here in Tennessee, and um, and on the on the one door it said um, men. It had a it had a plaque that said men, and it had a, a squiggly, really cute little stick figure of a boy. And on the other door it had women. And, and it had a really cute little squiggly stick figure of a girl. And and I as I was walking in, because it, it was so cute, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I made the comment, there was a lady sitting in a in a booth. I made that like, uh, the, I made a comment out loud. I said, oh my gosh, gender differences here at McDonald's. And she looked at me and she's like, what? She goes, yeah, right there where the girl picture, that's the ladies room. You need to go in there. <laughs> I started to laugh because it was somebody, it looked like in their 20s. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm aware. I could tell from the picture. Plus, I can read. <laughs> but Well, if she's in her 20s and understood that, that's, that's, that's a cause for celebration. I know, but it was just so, it was just so funny to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, here in Tennessee, <gasps> you know, we have the bathroom battles at Target, you know. And all that. Anyway, all that, all that to say, circling back around to this original story about this, the gay conversion therapy ban being banned. It's evil because the people that are banning it, they're not looking at the actual evidence that supports how it can be helpful. Not the extreme but ridiculous examples that they're using that they claim it is because that's all baloney. And that's not the word I want to use, but I'm trying to be a girl, you know, lady. It's it's BS, man. Just saying, it's a bunch of hooey. I uh, need to become more like Ann Polk. She's very, you know, like. Uh, but it ew. It just irritates me because it's so as the evil. As the author points out in the article, currently talk therapy is the most used therapy technique. Yeah. But that's getting thrown out <sighs> with even though it's the most commonly used ther- therapy technique. The fact that it is, quote, conversion therapy, it gets thrown out. You know, because talk therapy is so harmful. Um, it's harmful because the, the aim is for someone to lose unwanted same-sex attraction. 
Yeah, and you would think, here's the irony of it, right? Okay, if somebody wants to lose unwanted same-sex attraction, that should be a good thing given that the LGBT activist community always says, well, it's because of you that we want to kill ourselves and die. Mm. Really? Okay, well, you would think that if that's what you want, if it's because of us, then you might want to, want to deal with the unwanted same-sex attraction. You might want to get rid of that, and then you wouldn't be feeling that way and want to die. I know, it's too logical. Yeah, and and my cursory reading of the DSM-5, I was looking at it, um, you know, to see, like, what's new in DSM-5? It seems like, you know, cursory reading, like, you know, reading, you know, this disorder versus that disorder. And it seems like the overriding theme is that if if it's not a problem for you, it's not a problem. You know, it's, it's only a disorder if it interferes in your life. Right. To where... And so, well, it's the same thing with minor attraction. That's well, that's, well using that criteria, if yeah. it's unwanted same sex attraction, you should then that's a problem and you should be able to deal with that and get treatment for it. But of course, it's just minors. Why just minors? Because you want to capture, you know, if you can capture the minds of the youth today, you've, you know, you've established the culture for tomorrow. So, you control them. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the devil knows what he's doing. Oh, and totally. The devil is in the details, right? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, definitely. <clears throat> really is. I know. I hate to say it, but it's true. And I, I don't like to say it because I know people are like, "Well, you're a homophobe." Somebody actually here in our chat room just said that a little while ago. Uh, let's see here. Uh, can we still preach? Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, there is some really dis. Um, I have two friends who have been messaging me, and I don't have time to talk about it today. But they've been messaging me about um, this uh, new forced vaccinations that are being forced upon people, and and they're targeting the Jewish community, and they're basically saying if you don't get these fat vaccinations because now we're forcing them on you, I mean they literally are, you can be fined a thousand dollars, put in jail. Okay, so you got to ask yourself why. Whatever happened to freedom of choice? Whatever happened? to being able to speak for what you want as far as taking care of your own body. Hmm? Whether it is your own emotional state or your medical state, you know. Or the pre-born child conceived in you. Keep your laws off my body. Yep. Unless it's a vaccination, of course. Yeah, so uh, John said it is bizarre that we identify the DSM-5 disorder and then don't allow treatment yeah i mean it really goes back to all things being relative in that world right relativism feet firmly planted in midair <laughs> that's what happens when you get rid of absolutes right hey if it feels good for me and who the heck are you to judge right unless and you know this john especially unless you're a conservative and a christian and a bible believer and you actually hold to what the scripture teaches right if how dare you you know i mean how dare you actually believe the word of god you know yeah we're the haters but you know what hey count me a hater you know they hated jesus they'll hate us right i mean true story and 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 you know i'll end the show by saying this that where is it it's it's not shocking what's going on and we can get all outraged about it really the good news is this is a sign of the times right we already know this but what bothers me 
the most. And actually, I'm going to be honest, this couple I was talking to yesterday, the reason I, I, I was talking to them, they were sweet and everything. And it came up in conversation that this lady knew somebody that I know who used to work at Focus on the Family. I don't even know. This, she probably still is when I worked there 30 years ago or something like that. Anyway, she's like, her and her husband were both like, oh, I had no idea this was going on. We just shut off the news. We don't talk about it. We don't look at it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's right. People don't look at it. They don't talk about it. They don't share about it. They don't warn people about it. And meanwhile, people are banishing, they're, they're perishing rather, and they're being banished. <laughs> they're perishing. You know, the Bible says that his people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, you know, we need to have that knowledge so that we can stand up against the wiles of the enemy. If he's coming in to deceive, to kill, steal, and destroy, who's going to save those unsuspecting people who don't, who don't know, right? That's where we're called to go out there to influence and occupy the culture. That's why this show exists. Not that I do that. I do it very well. But you know what? I work with youth, and I can tell you the youth are looking for biblical, godly leaders. They're looking for people to lead, not, not sheep. They're looking for leaders. They're looking for shepherds. They're looking for people who are going to guide them, direct them, and give them like a solid biblical foundation to help them live so that they can be confident where they're at. They don't have to be ashamed of what they hold to. I was talking to another friend recently who was telling me, you know, I feel so ashamed of, and, you know, I'm not going to say what it was, but, but I said to them, I said, really? I mean, you're a believer. You know, the Bible says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? That is a promise we can hold to as believers. We need to hold on to that. We need not to let the enemy come in and destroy us. Because if he does, then that, then our effectiveness is lost and gone. If the salt becomes saltless and has no taste, what good are we, right? I mean, so the good news, though, is that all we have to do is ask God to help us out, people. <laughs> That's it. Just say, hey, I'm here. Help. <laughs> And he will. That's that's what's so great about God. He loves us so much. He gives us a million gazillion chances. He brings hope to us, help to us, peace to us. And he gives us boldness and courage that we need in this culture. I'm going to tell you something. If we're not bold while we're living, we're going to be useless when we're gone. You know what I mean? We're going to be gone. So you only live once. And this honestly was a big, huge motivator for me in doing this trip, even though I was anxious. I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't a little bit anxious. But you know what motivated me? The fact that in February I had four friends die. And of the four friends that died, three of them had cancer, right? One was 55. One was in their 70s. One was in their 60s. And then one was my father-in-law. He was in his 80s, I think. Yeah, he was in his 80s, you know? And I think to myself, I'm 50, okay? Logically, probably half my life is over, right? I mean, I've lived 50 years, and usually most people don't live to 100. <laughs> Just saying. So I'm, I'm looking back, and I'm like going, okay, I've lived half my life, pro probably over half my life, if I'm being realistic. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? I don't want to be living in fear. I don't want to not like stand up for what I believe, let alone Christ. You know, I want to stand up for what I believe in him. If he's given me that power, then I should do it, right? Cut the crap, cut, cut the fear out, 
cut out all the excuses and go out there and make a difference in somebody's life because you could be the only person maybe to reach somebody. I can't reach the people that you guys can reach. That's a true story. You all have a circle of influence that God has given you to influence. I can't influence it. I can only influence you. So you go out there and you do that because you you have a circle of influence. You know, and you know where it begins? Right under your feet. Wherever the heck you are, that's where your circle of influence is. You know, and I'm not doing one of these circle things. You know, put your right foot in. Put your right... Yeah, don't do any of that. Just go out there and be, you know, an influencer for, for good. And bring some kids in. And mentor them. Disciple them. Grow them up. Help them be strong in the faith. You know, because they're tomorrow's generation. And they will be taking care of you. You know, when you're incontinent and you're in diapers somewhere, <laughs> just so you know, you know, unless the rapture happens. So, yeah, don't you love my my perspective on life? Because <laughs> it's true, unfortunately. Jennifer and I were talking about that, too. We we're kind of laughing about it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you know, we, you can only do what you can do. Right. That's it. Nothing more. So anyway, I feel like I've talked a lot this hour. But that's okay. It's my job. So don't forget, you can join my text message list by texting Bible News to 33222. Okay? If you're not already on the list. You can also get my free thingy, my free PDF. Go to go to bit.ly forward slash SLH peace. Or go over to my, my Instagram account at Bible News Radio. Just tap through the story. You'll see it. And watch it. Enjoy yourself. I, I killed a plant, just so you know. And uh, anyway, and just go there. And follow us, and we'll see you tomorrow. I have a guest, a millennial, going to be on talking tomorrow about politics with me. So that should be fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, so I hope you hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad that you came in. Um, I really am because I'm super tired, and it was nice to know that you guys showed up, even though I'm <laughs> – I need a nap. <laughs> I'm super tired. But, anyway, be bold, people. Stand up and go with God because he loves you.